It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. What's going on? What's welcome, going on? Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. How you doing, DJ Erm? I'm good, man. I'm you feeling good? good, yeah. Thank you, man. If you're tuning in, tuning in right now for the first time, um, this podcast is essentially a platform for, for cultivating the culture. Yep. That's one. Yep. Number two, providing the platform for people who are living that up and up lifestyle. Ooh. You know, going after their goals, their visions, their dreams, let, letting nothing stop them do, from doing that. Exactly. Um, and I just want to also shout out to all the listeners who have been tuning in with us so far. You know, we're three episodes in. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth, right? Yeah. Um, make sure you know you rate, subscribe, review, give us your feedback. We'd love to, you know, tap in all and, that. and get all that. But that's not what we're here for today. We're not. Yeah, man. We got a special guest today, man. I, I told you everybody's special. Everybody's yep. special, but um <laughs> Yeah, man. Everybody's special. But today's guest is um I would say he's uh he's seen as a positive force in the community. Um a, a strong advocate for higher learning, um, youth empowerment. Um and I would say overall he's an agent for change, you know? Um and, and obviously overall good guy. We got <laughs> Gurmai Zahale, fa- co founder. Of Rising Leaders Inc. in the building. Can we get a round of applause? Y'all make me sound good. Yeah, I mean that's what we do. That's what we do. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm I'm doing well, man. It's it's it's, uh, good, good, man. What's today? Friday? It's Friday. Oh yeah, TGIF. TGIF. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. So I don't know if you've seen the show, but usually we start off the show with a quote of the day. Um, you know my guy right here. He's like I said, he's a man of quotes. Yeah. Um, He always brings them to me, and he's like, Yo, sir. I got some. I got something to tell you, and it's inspiring. So, what you got for us today? Let's man? hear it. Well, actually, ironically, this quote, you, I've heard you say it a couple times, you know, before in the past. Oh, okay. So, um, the quote is, "It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men," and that's by Frederick Douglass. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. That's fire. That's fire. That's powerful. Yeah, that's I'm powerful. Saying. It is. Um, yeah. yeah, and so we bring in the quotes obviously um, because we use them to kind of transition into our guests um, and their stories and. You know, with the rising leaders and everything you guys are doing, I think that quote ties directly to that, right? In terms of trying to repair broken men, but more importantly, trying to touch them when they're children <coughs> and getting them young, right? Definitely. Um, and so for those listening, watching right now who have no idea what the hell rising leaders is, um, what would you say or how would you describe it and what would you say is its purpose? Absolutely. So rising leaders is a 501c3 nonprofit okay. that tries to... Uh, do exactly what that quote is saying, Mm -hmm. trying to prepare the next generation of leaders. And when I think about my upbringing and maybe some people in this room's upbringing too, there's a disconnect between our parents' generations and us, right? Mm -hmm. Our parents came and faced their own struggles and they came to America. Like they say, I came with like $7 in my pocket. (laughs) Like (laughs) uh, like a towel on my back and nothing else. and And they made it. Um, and so they have their own experiences, but those are not necessarily our experiences. Mm -hmm. We have struggles too, but it's a different kind of struggle. We grew up without much guidance because our parents 
either don't speak the same language as us. They yeah. didn't grow up in the same way that we did. They don't have the same cultural values as us. Yeah. And so it's kind of like we've paved our own way. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people got lost on, mm-hmm. during yeah. that path. Yeah, yeah. That's, we, we, that's a fact. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. And, you know, Seattle, from, from an outsider's perspective, is seen as this, like, this mountaintop. You know, it's this progressive, mm-hmm. rich city. And then you look at our communities and all the problems that the city faces are localized in our communities. Mm. You know, if we're talking about gun violence, drug abuse, um, lots of issues that we know from yeah. from our friends just yeah. grown up. Yeah. And part of that reason, there's a lot of reasons for it, but part of it is that we don't have the same kind of parental um, adult figures who mm. understand us in our lives. So Rising Leaders aims to provide the, those figures through mentoring and through leadership development mm-hmm. at the middle school level. Mm. And we chose middle school because at the middle school level, there's not that many programs that we saw. A lot of, a lot of programs start in high school. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they try to get people prepared for college and stuff, but oftentimes that's too late. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, once, yeah. once you hit freshman year, your grades matter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. extracurriculars matter. And if you're not in that mindset already, you can get left behind. So we try to work with them at middle school for seventh and eighth grade, do workshops with them and provide a ramp for them into high school. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's basically what the goal is yeah. to empower youth with, from underserved or low-income backgrounds so that once they start high school, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're ready to run. They know what's going on, mm-hmm. and they can unlock whatever their potential is and do what they want to do in this yeah. in this world. Yeah, and I think, like you said, it's just establishing that foundation early on, right? Absolutely. Um, and we talk about this, too. We had many conversations about mm-hmm. this in terms of um, you have to let you know kids explore in a timely manner, mm-hmm. right? You're not supposed to rush that process for yeah. them. Um and so does this kind of stem from some of your upbringing or like, can you tell, can you see, can you see yourself, you know, or did you see yourself growing up and saying, man, I felt kind of rushed or, you know, I wish I did have this. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's weird because I don't know if you, if you all feel this way, but you don't know what you don't have until you see what other people have. Mm-hmm. So growing up in Seattle, I went to Mercer Middle School. I went to Franklin. I grew up in all parts of the South End, you know, Holly Park, Rainier Vista, that's where I grew up. And so everybody had the same background as me. Mm. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't feel like it was weird that none of my parents were home ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my parents are divorced. My mom is working uh, two two or three jobs at a time at a nursing home. Yeah. Not, neither of my parents went to college or high school mm-hmm. or middle school yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. You know, they came straight from Ethiopia by way of Sudan because they were refugees. And I didn't, I felt like I had a normal childhood, but then I went to college and suddenly, boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <It> so <laughs> wow. the world yeah, right. hits you, yeah. right? That's real. How, did you, did you all like meet people in college where you're like, wow. Yeah. So yeah. this is what it's supposed yeah. to be yeah. like. <laughs> I think, I think it's like that, um, that preparation for college. I yeah. think that's what it is. Like when I got to college, I knew, I felt like, oh man, I'm here. Yeah. Like, this is new. Mm-hmm. And then there's some others who were kind of, you know, endowed with the wisdom and, they're kind of given that, like you said, that that roadmap and, yeah. and kind of that ramp to go in there. So Absolutely. they felt more comfortable when they first got there as opposed oh, yeah. to, you know, how we would feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I knew it like immediately once I got to college. It's like when they don't – certain kids, I would say most of them, when they, when they don't know something in their homework, they're calling their parents for help. 
Mm. If they don't have enough money in their pocket to buy something that they need, books or anything, they're calling up their parents for help. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, that's that support system for them. And this is not a knock on our parents. Mm -hmm. no, like a lot of them do, do, did everything that they could, yeah. gave everything. I know damn well that my mom <laughs> gave her blood, sweat, and tears to raise us. But I could never call her for help on my homework. Mm. I could never hit her up and say, I can't afford books today. Yeah. Uh, so where where are the kids who don't have that going to get that kind of support? Um, and hopefully that's through people like us who mm -hmm. grew up, who understand that background, who look like them, mm. who can go back and say, well, I grew up now. I made it. Uh, I'm going to reach back and I'm going to help mm. you do the same thing. In comes rising leaders. <laughs> <laughs> for real. rising leaders right there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because i'm trying to think like back when i was in middle school like there there was really like nothing really like that you know yep. like that really pinpointed what you're talking about as yeah. far as rising leaders and getting mm -hmm. me ready for high school you know mm -hmm. so when i felt like I got, when i got to high school it was kind of like freshman year felt like it didn't really matter as much to me you know mm -hmm. because it's like okay i'm easing into it mm -hmm. but as opposed to like if i was ready coming in you know yep so, exactly exactly and that's dope though yeah, I remember concept. this. I remember this uh, interesting story that's relevant. Um, maybe it was like four years ago. Uh, the 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 Tigray Community Center came and was like, "Can you can you talk to a group of graduating high school students?" Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll talk to them." And but I felt like I was a little bit older, so I I, I knew a friend who was closer to their age, who I thought could also like mm -hmm. speak to them and speak some mm -hmm. truth to them. So I invited this friend. Um, and I was like, do you want to come speak to some high school students with me? And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come to talk to them, too. So I go, I pick her up. We go to the to the community center. And, you know, it's an audience full of high school kids. Yeah. Um, all smiling up. They mm -hmm. look ready. They look ready. So I'm like, OK, you speak first to my friend. And she goes up and I go to the back of the room and I and I look at her and she's not saying anything. She's like getting choked up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, what's what's going on? Uh, I've never seen her like this before, so I'm about to go up and like help her, but then she starts talking. She looks at the kids and she says, I wish that I would have known back then what I know now. Mm. I wish I would have known back then what I know now. Mm. And what she was talking about is that when you're at that age, you don't know really that everything you're doing at that point is like a domino effect and it affects what you're doing later. And so while she was going through middle school, <clears throat> she didn't know that the, the silly assignments she was doing were going to matter for her grades and prepare her for high school. She didn't know that high school was going to prepare her for college. So mm -hmm. while her, while her classmates were graduating and going off to college, she was in the same place at that point. While, while, while every little thing was happening, she, her friends were moving on without her. And so that's what she was talking about. And she's in a great place now. But I, I love that lesson that she brought in because that's we, we have to frame it for them in a way that mm -hmm. shows that there are consequences and what you're doing now matters. Okay. Okay. And I think, um, and that's a, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Um, and so I want to get into rising leaders. I want to get into, you know, the building of this organization, right? I'm glad you explained kind of, you framework the, the mission and what you guys are trying to tackle. Um, but you know, with this podcast, like, like, like we try to do, we try to share the stories of the people behind the movements as well. Right. And, and what kind of led you to even create something like this? I know it wasn't just you, you have a team yeah, and, and, sure. and a staff mm -hmm, and sure. stuff, but, um, 
I guess, what was that defining moment for you? What was that moment where you were just like, man, I'm making this thing happen no matter what. Like, I don't care. And everybody has those ideas, but you, you know, when you take it out of your head and you put it on the, on the piece of paper and you're like, let's map it out. Yeah. What was that moment for you? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. You know, it's hard to pinpoint one specific moment. Um, before it was an official organization, you know, incorporated and board of directors, all that. It was just a, a program that we did every few months. You know, every few months, uh, myself and and the friends who were first a part of it would just go, we would just go to this school every every couple months and we would work with the kids. And one day, I remember one of the mentors coming up to me and saying, "What is our actual impact here?" Because it feels like we're doing these one-time events mm. and how does that actually help the kids? <laughs> and I remember the example that he used was it's like those people who go to a, uh, a developing country and paint a wall and take a picture like, <laughs> to, to the wall that they Making painted. a change. <laughs> Making a change. Yeah, yeah. They use yeah, all the yeah, hashtags, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, oh, and, and so I was, I was offended. I was like, oh shit, is that what, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> Damn, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and so... Uh, we, we decided to make it more official, make it more um, consistent, and we, we did the research about it, and it showed that mentoring is only effective if you build a relationship of trust and empathy with a kid mm. over a, a, a sustained period of time. So mm. going on that, that's when we decided, like, let's let's make this more consistent, let's mm. make this official. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I can talk about the, the steps that we that we went into that, but yeah. basically the, the – the, the, the spark was wanting this to be more effective and also having a, a group of people who had the same mission. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's probably what mm -hmm. you, you all yeah, are doing right. too yeah. with, with the up and up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? No, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And like um, one thing you said was consistency. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's way more important when it comes to like younger yeah. people, you know, because like attention spans are like that. So definitely. I know you experienced mm -hmm. like them probably like, you know, you got to really capture their attention. So yeah. there are ways that you, like, keep, you know, you know what <laughs> like, I mean? What, like, what was, in, like, man. the intentionality behind it? Like, you know, you have to be intentional when you're working with kids because not yeah. every kid is the same. Yeah, it, it takes it takes that word that I said before, empathy. Just you have to be able to put yourself in the shoes of whoever you're communicating with. You can't use the same language that you would use talking in this room with, mm -hmm. a, with a middle school student. And middle school kids, that's, that's a weird age. Yeah. That's, like, Definitely. some of them look like, <laughs> five-year-olds and some of them look like they're my age <laughs> yeah but what's up here is even crazier it's even they crazier know, yeah. they know so much yeah, yeah. So, so it's just it's just making sure that if i'm if, if i'm if i'm drafting the the curriculum or the workshop agenda is this going to be interactive is it going to be engaging are we going to have parts where kids are on their feet are we going to give them enough breaks mm. um are we being intentional about the language that we use so we're not talking to them like you know they have advanced degrees or anything yeah. they're like 11 years old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's just being real mindful and saying everything you do has to be toward the eye of how am i going to make this youth engaged and and learn something yeah and not necessarily get caught up in how can i sound smart or how can i like yeah. make make myself finding, feel finding good. that yeah. balance finding that balance is important right because yeah. kids you know they look up to what's cool mm -hmm. right that's what really captures yeah, them right definitely. so you know, when you go talk to these kids, 
Um, and you're a cool guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, no. But like, how do you how do you um, portray that? But at the same time, not be too cool to where it's distracting from the actual mission, right? So you're saying, to how do I stop that? myself from being so swaggy? Yeah, exactly. They just get <laughs> yeah. Do you just come in there with just like you know suit and ties, you know, or, or do you come in there like casual, like or? How how is that? Because you have, like I said, you have to have that balance. Yeah. Because you could lose them, you know. Yeah, definitely. You and you got to get them early too. That's one thing I noticed. If you go in there and you're kind of quiet and you you drag on, like that sets the tone for the rest of the mm-hmm. day. So you got to come in there high energy, but also know exactly what you want to communicate to them. Because once you see, start seeing them nodding off, yeah, and the next one next is like a domino. It's just yeah. <laughs> they all feel like they can yeah. not listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. You're not my dad. You're not my mama. Exactly. Type, type mentality. Yeah. Like you can't tell me what to do at this point. Exactly. Um, exactly. No, that's dope. That's dope. I'm also want to get into kind of the framework and kind of like um, building the mentors or building the staff of mentors, I should yeah. say. Um, I know, you, obviously, you see yourself as a mentor, but how was that recruiting mentors? Was it was it tough for you or did you just kind of, you know, band together with some of your friends, close friends, colleagues? How did that work? Yeah. So um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but. I started, we, we started in New York where I was, yeah. living. I was, yeah, was going to get to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, starting it in New York, way different experience than starting it in Seattle. Um, actually our first workshop in Seattle is tomorrow morning. So we won't um, keep you up too late. Don't worry. But the, the, the thing in New York is that, uh, we have a board of six people and, all of the mentors have a connection to one of us, right? They're either our friends or our coworkers mm-hmm. or somebody in, in our community. And so when you have that kind of relationship already with the mentors and they trust you a little mm-hmm. bit already. So getting things done is easier because they give you the benefit of the doubt. So if, if you mess up on something or, or you do something that they don't like, they're like, oh, that's, that's my homie. I, yeah. that, that's yeah. cool. Like, I'll keep doing it. Starting in Seattle here, all the most of the mentors, I don't know them. I just recruited by, you know, updating uh, social media. Yeah. And have you heard of The Collective? That yeah, it's show? on yeah. Slack yeah, channel. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, in there. I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm not active in it, though. Like, but I'm in there. <laughs> Bro, there's like yeah. 1,500 black people exactly. <laughs> in the group chat. Exactly. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but uh, So I started blasting in there, and people, I got some hits through there. But now what I noticed after I, I've recruited them is that, I don't have that benefit of the doubt. Mm, like I, yeah. they don't have a relationship with me. They don't know who I am. So it, it really tests your leadership skills to be able to say, okay, these people are joining this because of my effectiveness, my efficiency, my professionalism, mm. doing what I say I'm going to do. It's not because, oh, that's the homie Germai. Mm-hmm. It's because this is something that's legit. Yeah. So two different experiences there. But uh, one thing that's consistent is that people want to help youth. This is, it's the most, it's like the most inspiring thing. Like no matter where I bet I could go to Phoenix, Arizona, wherever, Mm -hmm. some random place. And I could find 30 people who want to go and work at their local school. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the incredible part. I don't feel like it's going to be any problem to start this in, in any city, wherever we are. It's just a matter of, can we be effective and professional Mm -hmm. and legitimate to the point where this is a sustained quality organization foundation and foundation, foundation. And we don't lose we don't lose people because we're a mess yeah yeah no that's I real think that's important yeah i think um because i know we were talking about it too as far as um 
you know, you, so you got you said you have like innovative career day workshops, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if you remember we had that conversation when we were talking about, you know, I used to hate that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? I hate that question. <laughs> you know, it's like my first answer is like alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's my first answer. But but then I'm like, I laughed yeah. and I cried a little bit. That. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> nah, but you know, they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, and I'm, I, I'm like, we should change that to like. What do you want to work towards? Yeah. Right? Like, and I think the, with Rising Leaders, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's like Absolutely. pick something and work towards it. Absolutely. Um, so I guess explain a little bit more about those innovative career workshops. Do you have people come from different careers? And For sure. How so does that work? That's, that's a great question. And this is actually my favorite workshop that we do. Whenever most people do career days, the way they do it is that they invite over Let's bring an engineer, let's bring a lawyer, let's bring an artist, let's bring a doctor. Let's sit them in front of the kids and let them talk about their careers. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a backwards way to do it because Mm -hmm. that's kind of telling kids, here are the buckets that you can join. Now fit your interests into those buckets. And it kind of narrows their scope a little bit. Mm. So the way we do it, we we turned it on its head. We said, we're not going to start off telling them about careers. We're going to start off having them explore their interests and their passions so that um, afterwards, once we've already explored that, then we can go and we can tie those interests and passions into a career. Mm. So in that way, they can see that your career is supposed to fit to your passion and not the other way around. You don't have to fit your passion into a bucket. So uh, that's real. And, and the kids love that because I don't think they know necessarily that their jobs are supposed to be based on their interests and their passions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that when no, I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, no, definitely. That's <laughs> did not you, at did all. Did y'all know that? Nah, <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> like, I you yeah. know, I think that's important, though. That's, I mean, that's a good way to go about it because then it shows the kids, like, they matter first. Like, your inter- if you know, if, like, it's how you me. said, if you just sit them down in front of people and they're mm-hmm. talking, then they might just be like, well, what I'm thinking I want to do doesn't fit any of these. So Absolutely. I'm like, whatever they're like Absolutely. disconnected after that so how many of y'all were dope. just like all you heard was you got to be a doctor man yeah, yeah. like engineer doctor engineer whatever, doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer. That's it. That's it. i'm like damn there's only three options there's three jobs in the world damn, that's it well, I'm, I, saying, I'm, I like, I'm trying to hoop i want to hoop bro <laughs> i can do other things you know what i'm saying nah um i'm glad you kind of brought that up though because we haven't even talked about you kind of your personal journey right um, through academia and, and what you were able to accomplish, right? Because you are well accomplished in that in that realm, I would say. Um, so take us through kind of your journey through college and, you know, the steps you took to where you're at now, right? If Man. you could. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll try. But my story is basically a story of a, of a kid who didn't have those foundations and those, uh, those yeah. guidances that, that I was talking about before. All I heard growing up is, oh, you're doing well in school. You got to be a doctor. Mm. You got to be a doctor. Uh, So and that's all I had to go by. So I get to college and the first thing I do, let me take biochemistry and biology (laughs) and chemistry. Wait, So what school? What school did you go to? I was at Stanford. Okay, let them know. Let the people know. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, And so I took all those classes in my very first semester. And so two years I'm just doing classes that I don't like that are super hard and that didn't let me explore anything else Mm. because they're so demanding. Yeah. Um, and my, uh, the summer after either my freshman year or my sophomore year, I did, I did this medical program at Duke university Okay. and they let you shadow doctors as part of that medical, medical program. Wow. And I remember going through the hospital, everybody looked 
just tired and I didn't want to be there. <laughs> uh, but they they had us do this thing where we all went into uh, a room where a woman was giving birth. And wow. and so she's giving birth in front of all of us. And all the people around me who actually wanted to be doctors are like, wow, the miracle of life. This is beautiful. <laughs> and I'm in the back literally about to throw up. Like, it's just... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they just like just have, like, have a woman on display giving birth? Full on display. That's supposed to be an intimate moment, I, I thought. No, look. Wow. It's it's the human body. I'm not I wasn't I wasn't like getting sick because yeah, yeah. of the baby or the woman. It's no, no, just no. like I don't like to see body parts yeah, and it's like and yeah. I didn't realize that until that <laughs> yeah. moment. Like here I am yeah. taking two years of all these terrible classes yeah. to get toward a goal of like <laughs> that's the goal. And I'm like that's that's not for me though. Yeah. yeah that might have been the birth of yeah. right uh, rising leaders, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good, Erm. Wow. Good. Good I see bro. what you did there. That was a I good see one. what you did. <laughs> that was, uh, the whole up and up podcast led to that moment wow. right there. You said the birth. That was a good one. That was a good one. Ooh, oh, yeah. The birth and the and the death of my p- pursuit toward being a doctor. Okay. Uh, but I still kept taking the classes for some reason because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But my senior year came, and I was like, man, this is really right around the corner. I have to take the MCAT. I have to do all these other medical programs and classes. And med school, I don't know if y'all know, but it doesn't end. It's yeah, like no. I'm, yeah. I'm 31 now, and my med school friends are still in school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's a long road. Yeah, they're the only ones still there. And, you know, th- they love it, though, so that's that's good. You, that's, just, you just knew it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for, for you. Me. And exactly. that's, that's, that is a very brave thing to do, though, for yeah. a lot of yeah. people, right, to tell themselves, man, I know this might be the safest route, and mm-hmm. this might be what society or my family or whoever wants mm-hmm. me to do, mm-hmm. but you told yourself, this isn't for me yep and and then so what happened after that so that transition to what yeah so after that my senior year uh it's time to choose what i'm going to do after and i i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do but i knew i wanted to help low-income poor people people Mm -hmm. of color Mm -hmm. generally i knew what that's that's what i wanted to do and i spoke to a friend who who had done this fellowship program and it sounded amazing so the fellowship program is it's called the uh the emerson fellowship Mm-hmm. And the first six months you spend anywhere around the United States doing ground level work where you're interacting directly with clients who are experiencing poverty. So okay. you're either working at a soup kitchen or a food bank or a homeless shelter, th- these direct service type mm-hmm. of organizations. Mm-hmm. The second six months you go to Washington, D.C. and you do policy level work around those same issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so okay. it's, it's a dope way to marry the top down, bottom up ways of creating change mm-hmm. so my first six months they put me in Bedsty, brooklyn and i was doing uh community health type of work mm-hmm. in Bedsty, brooklyn mm-hmm. um and then the second six months i go i went to dc and i did policy level work around community health mm-hmm. stuff so okay it was a great experience and while i was in dc everybody seemed to have their jd everybody seemed to be a lawyer down mm-hmm. there and i emailed like 40 lawyers I had coffees with them and I was trying to figure out is is this the path that I want to pursue and a lot of them were like no don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's not what you think it's not what you think it is <laughs> yeah but again I didn't have guidance again so I, I, I was just like this sounds cool though like you have flexibility you can do policy type of work um and it's just like you get to learn a whole yeah. bunch of stuff and open up your options and everybody in DC seems to have it so I want to do it too 
So I, I applied to law school. I went to U University of Pennsylvania in Philly. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, it, it was hard. That law school is really hard, but it was super rewarding because this is another lesson I learned. If kids have the, the opportunity to experience something before they get there, mm. they, they, they know how to be successful once they actually get there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. because I had gone through college, I knew the lessons that I had to apply in law school. I knew not to join a hundred different organizations like I did in college. Yeah. Yeah. I knew to focus on my grades in my first couple of years to get a hold of it. Mm -hmm. um, I knew to take it easy on the course load and all these little yeah. tips and lessons that I could have had beginning in college if somebody would have told me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to apply there, so I did much better in law school than I did in college. And law school was a great experience because of that. I got great internships. I got to work in London and New York. Um, I got to intern at the White House one one semester um, and like meet the president. It was wow. just the, the best. Wow, yeah. there's a lot of cool things happening. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how things just go from zero to hundred? Like, do you know real, what I mean? But but real, but when you quick. tap into your own like pure potentiality, like you're like, yo, I know this is what's good for me. Yeah, yeah. looks where look where it takes you, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a very powerful message for people who are watching and listening to. Um, you know, um, go after whatever it is there that's that's just brewing inside them. You know what I mean? And taking that chance because Absolutely. at the end of the day, when you're living in your truth and you're grinding, it's purposeful. It feels good, Absolutely. Re regardless of the ups and downs. It feels Absolutely. good. Absolutely, I bet the up and up doesn't feel like work to you. But oh, you're not putting at all. In hundreds <laughs> of hours. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not, at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But you know, you live you live what you preach. You know, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, and that's what exactly. it's about. Exactly. Um, and so, thank you for giving us that. Of course, that that's a, that's an amazing story in itself. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean. Now you got New York, right? Yep. Um, you got Seattle. Yep. Um, what's next, man? What, 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 where else are we taking this thing? Because I think you know that's the, that's the plan, right? You want to expand? Yeah, right? absolutely. I, 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 we want to expand, but we want to do it in a controlled way because okay. organizations like this can really fall apart. Mm -hmm. And this is a unique organization at this stage in that no one is getting paid. It's volunteer based mm. from top to bottom. So when you remove the financial incentive for people to come back and do things, it's purely the experience that they're mm -hmm. coming for. So if the experience is not top notch, and like I said before, effective and professional and legitimate, people are not gonna come back. And it's harder and harder to control the, the mission and, and, and the product when things are really spread out and yeah. you, don't, you don't know person X over there in, yeah. in, city, in city Y that's, yeah. uh, that's like not your friend. Yeah. yeah. That, so, and that's, a, I, I, I was watching this YouTube channel, this YouTube, uh, have you heard of the golden circle? This, this, this guy gives this Ted talk. Okay. Um, but he also talks about this curve where uh, organizations, as they get bigger, the original mission starts to get lost because it's spread so uh, thin. Wow. So Give the original yeah. people who started it, like you two know everything there is about up and you know the mission, yeah, yeah, you know mm -hmm. why you're doing this. Yeah. But if it gets really big, yeah. you're going to have to find a way to convey that same passion to mm -hmm, somebody yeah. who you don't have a relationship with, who's across the country. And, and when, when they don't have that same drive, isn't as that you. crazy? Because, you know, that, <laughs> you know, not to not to kind of touch on it, but like that's kind of if you look at our logo, mm. right, the roots do symbolize that mm. staying rooted, staying, Absolutely. staying true to why you even started in the Absolutely. first place. And no, regardless of how many levels of success you, you elevate and get yep. to, 
you always got to reflect back to where why you even started. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You said that up. You just do that up for us. that shit down, bro. That's what I'm here for, bro. Yeah, I throw alley oops to my boys. Sure, man. We got to throw alley oops in, yeah. in, in the form of support, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, so, yeah, the goal is definitely to grow. We have DC in the works right now. We have a, I have a really good friend down there who's legit and passionate. Mm. And so it's, it's easy when you have people who are close to you to, to go ahead and do that, who you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it, like we honestly, I do get, I do get hits from people who want to like start chapter. I've, I've gotten hits for San Francisco and Philadelphia. Mm. And it's so, so inspiring to know mm-hmm. that people are out there and want to work in their local communities like this. Yeah. It's just, it's, we, we have to be controlled about it or mm-hmm. else everything can fall yeah, apart. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got to do it. At, you know, you got to be patient, right? Yeah. Well, we, we always yeah. say this, you know, set your pace. Don't yeah. don't react, don't to, the react race, to the race. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> quote of the day. Yes, yeah, another one. Let's quote not, of the day. Not, we got yeah. two quotes. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> another one. Nah, but no, I think that's essentially what it is. Like, regardless of, I'm sure you guys got very, very big plans, right? You've been brainstorming um, how you want to expand, but at the same time, you got to be in the present. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And know where you're at. Yep. And, and at the end of the day, be diligent in what you're doing right now. Absolutely. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. I kind of. Uh, my bad, Robbie, cut you off, but I, I kind of want to, I'm, you know, there's people probably watching this is probably want to know how to be mentors. Yeah. Like how to sign up for that. So how does that process kind of Absolutely. Happen? So this summer I'm going to be recruiting mentors for Seattle again, mm. because right now we're working with one school, Aki Karosi, mm. um, in South Seattle. Shout out Aki. That was my middle Shout school. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Did you go to Aki? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Dope. <laughs> um, so I want to start working with my middle school, Mercer, mm-hmm. uh, on Beacon Hill too and i've been in touch with the principal and i've been in touch with the principal at dimmit middle school in renton and so we are going to need a bunch more mentors and so this summer i'll probably probably blast on social media Mm. and the collective Mm. and if y'all want to post for me definitely (laughs) yeah i was waiting for you to ask (laughs) you didn't even have to ask bro (laughs) dope dope so i'll send i can send y'all the link and and they can apply on through through there okay cool yep so if if anybody wants to know though it's a two-year curriculum so you, it is a two-year commitment. Mm-hmm. It's once a month uh, on a Saturday mm-hmm. from uh, 9.30 to 1 p.m. Uh, one, one, for the whole school year. So there's seven workshops in a school year and two school years that we work, all of seventh grade and all mm-hmm. of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll be a resource to the kids for life, you know, yeah. when they it's graduating powerful. high school and they need a letter of recommendation. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me hit up Irm. I, yep. I can get a recommendation. No, it's, it's, man, that's, that's powerful, what it's about, man. man. That's powerful, for man. Real. I think um, – like I said, man, an agent for change, man, and, and a positive force. And it's not just you, right? But you're here no, today sir. representing yeah. something greater than all of us, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you want to give any shout outs to some of your, you know, some of your team members. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I know this is a platform to do it, you know? Bro, this would not be done without uh, our board of directors. We have um, Haria, Mondaire, Sade, Obina, Hiwate. Those are our, our, our board members. Yep. And then we have in Seattle our program directors, our Katrina, Dominique, and Morgan uh, at the at our uh, at Aki. There'll be more at other schools. Our, mm-hmm. our social coordinators in Seattle, our, our Shelby and Barb, mm-hmm. and then just dozens and dozens of dope mentors who give up their Saturdays, mm-hmm. <laughs> like half their Saturdays. Yeah. They could be at brunch drinking mimosas every Saturday, yeah. but instead they're at these schools. You do that with Sunday. Kids, so. Do that shit on Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, same Sunday. Unless you go to church. Unless you go to church. But you uh, can go after church. Yeah, yeah let's, you let's, go not, after. let's not. Let's, let's not go to that. <laughs> yeah, man. Teach us on. Definitely. Um, so, all right. Well, you know, I think you know what's coming. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yep. And this is usually kind of um, 
You know, this is a question I always ask me crazy. <laughs> yeah. We got a crazy question. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> we don't do that yet. <laughs> nah, but you know, um, this is a question I always ask all of our guests because I think it gives you a chance to just speak volumes to everything you you've done up up until this point and and will continue to do. Um, so, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? That's good. Um, Maybe expectations. Expectations. I, for me, it's. Uh, am I allowed to explain it? Or oh no! Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. I'm. Just, I just think about our our parents' generation. My mom specifically, who came into circumstances that I can't imagine how she thrived in and how all of our parents thrived in. Uh, to come, just think about going to like. Austria or Russia or something yeah. where you don't speak the language, you have yeah. literally no money yeah. and you got kids with you and it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm about to just come here. I'm about to work and I'm about to send my kids to college. Like I, yeah. it just blows mm-hmm. my mind. So yeah. for me, the expectation is that we're going to take that and we're going to just make this place our own. And I've been feeling so inspired by all the things that are popping up in Seattle right now mm-hmm. of people making this place our own because of the expectation that we're going to mm-hmm. take that baton from our parents yeah. and make this place our own. Yeah. So, you know, I'm seeing the up and up and, and this Instagram page, black Seattle and, mm. and uh, just everybody's doing like everybody. Yeah. My, my brother has trap Sunday. Just make this place our own. We're not, we're not just visitors. Yeah. This is our city We've now. Been here. We've been and, here. Yeah. And you know, the forces are trying to drive us out. Oh, you for know sure. Like it's a, sure. a lot of forces at play, but the, the more we can just put our roots down. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get that. I'm going to create a gif out of that. I know. I, we got to, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. Expectations. Seriously. We all got to set them and we yeah. got to meet them too. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. Um, yeah, man. And, you know, I just want to thank you, man, for, for being a guest mm-hmm. on our show and, and, and showing up and speaking and telling your story and, yeah, and, and, and hopefully inspiring others to, to write their own stories. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are really good at this. I've been seeing <laughs> it, man. I've been watching. Just trying to get better, man. Yep. Every day, every day. Um, but yeah, man, much, much success to you with, with you. rising leaders, everything else you got going on. And, and I know you have much more in store for us. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. And Oh, you are officially a member of the up, up and up. up. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah.